Shalom. Welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I have the privilege of being your host, coming to you from the Judean Mountains here in Israel. I like to refer to it as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is a program of the Genesis 1-2-3 Foundation, whose, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians, and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. I pray that you will find this, all of those. Through this program, we're excited to connect you to people and stories in and relating to Israel to give you a window to look through, experiencing aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com and send along any questions and any comments about any topic, any time. Or you can reach us at genesis123.co or follow and like Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned until the end, where we're also going to share some exciting opportunities. And please feel free to share this with others who you know will also find it of interest. So today's program is long overdue, but so, so timely, and I'll explain why. It's overdue because we were supposed to have a conversation with Rabbi Yehuda Glick two years ago when he was running for president of Israel. And he ended up uh, withdrawing from the race and uh, and ended up um, allowing uh, our current president, uh, Isaac Herzog, to be elected. He re- he did that with grace and with respect, as he does with everything. And then more recently, we were supposed to have a conversation about uh, some of the social unrest that was going on as part of a panel. It was a great conversation, but he was busy and couldn't make it in the last minute. And that's especially significant now because I'm blessed that he's making the time. And actually, just before we began recording, I told him I'm going to thank him at the end. He said, how do you know you're going to thank me? You haven't heard what I said yet. I said, at least I'm going to thank you for making time. But I think we're going to have a lot to thank him about. For those of you who don't know him, Rabbi Yehuda Glick is the president of the Shalom Jerusalem Foundation. Yehuda made Aliyah from New York, moved to Israel when he was eight years old and settled in Beersheba in the Negev. He did his military service in the Israeli army in a tank unit and then went on to serve in the intelligence corps as a combat medic. Yehuda holds a bachelor's degree in teaching Bible, Mishnah, and Talmud, a master's degree in Israeli history, and is a certified tour guide. As my wife is going through the course, I know that that's like getting a PhD. He studied in uh, the yeshivas of Telstone, Makor Chaim, Paretzion, and Otniel. All of that is just to say he is well-educated, well-versed, and a tremendously qualified spokesman. His public activities, speaking of spokesmen, began when he was spokesman for the Immigrant Absorption Ministry, where he managed the public relations, the Jewish Identity Unit, and served as the ministry's overall supervisor for the Ashkelon area. In 2005, Yehuda resigned that position after 10 years of civil service due to the tension uh, uh, resulting from the decision to expel Jews that were living in Gaza, in Gush Katif and northern uh, Samaria, while demolishing their homes. He was one of the highest ranking public officials to resign at that time due to the planned disengagement. Yehuda served as CEO of the Temple Institute for five years. He's widely lectured on a variety of topics relating to Jerusalem, the Temple Mount, and of course the Temple. In 2008, he became chairman of the Temple Mount Heritage Foundation, leading the struggle for equal rights for Jews on the Temple Mount, including the right to ascend freely and to pray there openly. Due to these efforts, he almost lost his life. Thank God he he didn't. um, When a Palestinian Arab terrorist attempted to assassinate him at close range. In 2016, Yehuda was elected to the 20th Knesset as a representative of the Likud party. During his term, he was successful in many things, but specifically passing historic legislation outlawing the advertising of smoking smoking products in order to save lives. As a member of Knesset, Yehuda became the senior most official in Israel, dealing with outreach to the nations, and connecting them to Israel, to Jerusalem, and to the Temple Mount. During his term, he often met and gave lectures to hundreds of visitors, hundreds of groups, forget hundreds, hundreds of groups of visitors from all over the world, every day, every week. In in 2019, Yehuda founded the Shalom Jerusalem Foundation, whose goal is to take Zionism to its next level. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Connecting the nations to Israel and to Jerusalem being a light unto the nations, 
and bringing about the prophetic day on which the Temple Mount will be, in fact, the house of prayer for all nations that it is meant to be. Yehuda currently lives in Jerusalem, is married to Hadass. He'll tell us shortly for how many days, what his anniversary is today, and is the proud father of eight children and a growing number of grandchildren. Yehuda, wow, it really has been long overdue. And this was a, uh, I want to say the word in Hebrew, it was an impulsive decision, but so important, specifically this week to have the conversation. Welcome to Inspiration from Zion. Shalom, shalom, my dear friend Jonathan. Thank you so much for all your warm words. And uh, thank you for all what you're doing to connect the people from all the nations to uh, the Holy Land, to the Zionist movement and all the activity that is happening here in Jerusalem on behalf of that. Well, we're going to thank you. Thank you for that. It means a lot coming from you. You are uh, your 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 bio mentions you're a grandfather. If there is a grandfather of uh, the building building relations among the nations, uh, although um, there are others, you are certainly one of those. Uh, grandfather leaders, and we love and respect and are grateful for you. So I want to speak about some things, what's happening now, specifically this week. But before I do, uh, as hard as it might be to imagine that someone out there following doesn't know who you are, I want to talk about you. We were talking about Zionism. What's your Zionist background? You came here when you were eight years old. That means your parents brought you. They didn't give you a decision. What was the motivating factor? What's your family background that brought you here some decades ago? Uh, so I, I'm very happy to start with that. I'm very proud of, of both my father and my mother who made it, made that decision uh, in 1974, almost 50 years ago, when my father was a, had a high position, the director of medicine in the Coney Island Hospital in, in, in Brooklyn, New York. And he decided that he heard that they were opening a medical school in Beersheba. And he decided he wanted, he would be happy to be part of the, of that establishment uh, team, and uh, he wrote them a letter. And very and, and uh, as uh, as you know that at the time there were no emails. The next day he already got an answer. No, and it turned out the the answer was written before he wrote the letter. They they pr- approached him saying, "Listen, we're opening a medical school in Beersheba. Would you be interested in joining?" I never so, heard that. That's incredible. So uh, so the two letters <laughs> crossed each other in the air, and they knew they were meant for each other. And a year later, my parents, with their six children, uh, were here uh, happily in Israel. Uh, I can just say that one of one of the, our Zionist projects is that those six children became uh, 49 grandchildren and became uh, over 100, 150 great grandchildren and three great great granddaughters. No, and, yeah. And my parents, who are 91 years old this year, are still. Uh, my father still teaches in the same university, and uh, unfortunately, at, at the age of 86, he decided to uh, go on early uh, uh, pension in terms of uh, receiving patients in the clinic. But he still teaches till this very day. He teaches in the university until this very day. He rides his bicycle around the university. And my mother, who was a an English teacher uh, for 40 years here in Israel, is now uh, uh, volunteering three days a week. In, in, a, yeah, in something called Yad Sara, which is an, an organization that, that uh, I'm, I'm sure your people have heard of, that they uh, borrow uh, medical uh, equipment uh, uh, as, as a as really as, as a, uh, a gesture to people who are uh, uh, challenged by, sure. by medicine, medical issues. So Baruch Hashem, uh, my my parents have have really uh, educated all of us, and they gave they taught us a lot of basic Jewish and and uh, many other values that uh, lead us to that. I, everything that I have today is, is of them. Aside from that, uh, I am happily married uh, to the most wonderful wife in the world. As you, say, as you said, today is our anniversary. We are married exactly four years, two months, and 28 days. Uh, <laughs> and it's a really wonderful historical anniversary. Um, <laughs> uh, but, and, 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 and my wife is definitely uh, connected strongly to what uh, I'm involved in today, and yes. uh, must much of my time is, is devoted to her project dealing with family, which is the widows and orphans, and she's yes. helping fix destructed private families while we're trying to just to build uh, Hashem's destructed house. So it definitely has uh, things connected. 
Definitely. I, as you mentioned, my biography, as, as, as you mentioned it, but I've definitely been involved in this topic that uh, that I do with the, the what I call the global Zionist movement right now. Um, very much connected to what I've been dealing with in the last, uh, intensively in the last two de- decades, and that is the uh, Jerusalem Zion Temple Mount. Sure, so, I want to come. I want to come to to that kind of building up, but I also want to talk about if you will, current events and why we're having the conversation this week. We're, the, the second of them is this week we're celebrating Jerusalem Day, Yom Yerushalayim, the 56th uh, anniversary, uh, or 57th, I can't do math. No, no, uh, no, we're, we're, we're celebrating the 56th anniversary of the 3,000-year-old city. The, uh, and the re- reunification in 1967, which is important. I want to come to that. But this week, and you, you also have a really unique, you know, when you and I saw each other the other day, and were and, and the whole idea to do this came up. We we were not in the same situation as we are today, three days later. Um, this week, Israel has endured hundreds so far of rockets being fired from Gaza. That connects. You had the the integrity uh, to resign from your position because of uh, of the disengagement. We're seeing the, unfortunately the fruits of that disengagement. Again, still with Gaza being controlled by terrorists who fire hundreds of rockets in a day and thousands uh, over a week. And I'm curious, not, not, not just your thoughts on that and what's going on in Israel now, praying, of course, that it's not going to continue. But having had the privilege, the unique privilege of serving in the Knesset, what's your sense of what's going on in the Knesset now, in the government, due to the the rocket fire and Israel's seemingly very targeted response taking out uh, Palestinian Arab terrorists? First of all, I must say that I'm very happy that there's a wide consensus today uh, wishing that our forces uh, have a successful uh, action in fighting terrorism from from Gaza. And uh, I think that uh, the the Israeli people is, is definitely the mass majority are United on understanding that uh, no terror organization can uh, day to daily threaten uh, c- civilians in their day to day life, and that uh, Israel uh, should be doing what they're doing. Uh, yes, you mentioned the, the uh, what what one of the things that that in my eyes led to to, to this situation, but I really don't think we can change uh, history. We can only make an impact on the future, and uh, I, I would really uh, uh, hope. That uh, that that many issues, many more issues, the Israeli Knesset could learn to cooperate and to unite uh, for the sake of the state of Israel. Uh, right now, uh, the uh, what's happening in Gaza brought us to forget a major divide that has taken place in the last few months here in the in, in Israel, where everybody's sure that uh, that God is with him and that you know the whole truth, and that the other side is, is the Satan and the disaster. And I think we have to. Uh, uh, strengthen the idea of of dialogue and respecting uh, others, and do whatever we can that uh, all the uh, political issues are promoted through uh, as much uh, agreement as possible, as much uh, a consensus as possible, because uh, this is a state, and we have not just a, a state. And, I, and I, I, you, know, you mentioned before that I was a minister in the. Uh, uh, and I was, I, was member, I was a member of the of the absorption ministry. Yeah, uh, I, I, this is a, a story that that's one of the, the, the very major famous uh, Israeli correspondents that she tells this story, and it really uh, reflects what I what I feel. Uh, she she was you know she, her her name is uh, everybody in Israel knows her. her name is Sivan Rav. She Sivan Rav Meir. She when she had finished the course in the radio in Galei Tzahal, the IDF radio channel. She uh, was hoping to get a, a very important uh, correspondent. And uh, unfortunately, to her disappointment, she was appointed as the correspondent of immigration. Instead of, you know, big politics. and big... So she came to me and I was the spokesman of the Ministry of Immigrant Absorption. She told me, listen, I really wanted a much better job. <laughs> and, and I told her, listen, you know, you, you're, you, I understand your feelings, but I don't know what you're talking about. You know, you're, you are uh, you are the appointed to informed the world about one of the greatest historical events ever that God is bringing his people back to Israel. And 
for uh, the phenomena, a great phenomena. You're not, you're not a correspondent for the Ministry of Immigrant Observance. You are a correspondent of the great redemption process that God is. Uh, 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 can you think of anything more lucky than that? So that was that was uh, what, what I had told her at the time, and and I think that every anybody here in Israel who deals with the state of Israel in any part of it understands should understand that that it's not just dealing with another uh, country that has uh, economical issues and political issues and agriculture and medical issues. We are dealing with 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 a great biblical process. We're dealing yes. with a phenomena. That is so intensive that 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 people who just open their eyes and stop uh, dreaming uh, will understand and feel it and become part of it. And that's really where we stand. And we stand that that everything that I do is, is, is not me. I, I'm always happy when I see more and more people who involve or involved and see what they're doing yeah. as part of this great biblical godly phenomena. Of the, the, of the fulfillment of the prophecies of the of the prophets of the that uh, the people of Israel are coming back home. So, that's a great setup for where I want to go, but I want to take a very quick break and leave this as a cliffhanger about some of those prophecies. Let's come back in just a minute. For most of us, the COVID pandemic is behind us, but there are still opportunities that you may not know about that can help you, your church, other nonprofit, or business. The Employee Retention Tax Credit. ERTC is important for all employers to explore and potentially receive a significant financial credit for having retained employees during the COVID shutdowns and business disruptions. If you have not already applied to receive the ERTC, part of the U.S. CARES Act, for your church, nonprofit, or business, please reach out to my friend, Liz Browser, who can help you. Liz is from Sheridan Wealth Advisors, a boutique tax advisory firm based in Miami. She provides honest and customized concierge service with a strong specialty in nonprofit and faith-based organizations. On top of being a great professional, Liz is really one of the good guys. She embraces the importance of building bridges between Jews and Christians. It's personal, so much so that she and Sheridan Wealth Advisors will donate a portion of their income to support the Genesis 123 Foundation in building bridges between Jews and Christians. It's what I call a win-win-win-win. Reach out to Liz directly in the U.S. at 954-258-6097, 954-258-6097, or email at liz at sheridanadvisors.com. Okay, Yehuda. Before I jump into prophecies, I have to ask you, while you were speaking, I'm thinking, you know, many people speak of the cup being half full, half empty. You're not a half, you're not only not a half empty guy, you're not a half full guy, you're a cup is overflowing guy. And what you were talking about, uh, the the situation today, in light of the domestic challenges that we've got, that we need to come together in unity. You, among the things, you know, you have a lovely bio with many, many things I had to cut out. I mean, it could go on and do an hour of just talking about your bio. But one of the things that's so noteworthy, and I remember being in the Knesset with you in an elevator, and you just struck up a a lovely, warm conversation with one of the Arab members of Knesset. You have that, that, that orientation, you have that beauty about you, you can, you not only can, you do engage right and left, Arab and Jew. So when you talk about unity, I don't want to take water out of your overflowing cup, but is it, but, but is it practical? Like we're now we're, we're focused. We've been, we've been focusing on disunity. Now we're focusing on who the real enemy is. Is it real practical? <laughs> no, uh, I think that a uh, hundred years ago, 200 years ago, Jews could have asked the very, very many things. Are they practical? Wow. We have experienced, uh, the establishment of the state of Israel, the greatest victory in the history of the people of, 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 of Israel ever in the 1967 Six-Day War, in the uh, establishment of, of, of turning Israel into one into a major power yep. in the economical field, in the financial field, in, in the high-tech field, in, in, in medicine. Yeah, I think that that anybody who looks at what that happens, whether things are practical, 
is not is 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 not is not a really sensible question. But I do think that uh, that doesn't mean that we should be indifferent. It doesn't mean that we should, we should sit sit on the side and and be sure that everything good is going to happen. It's a call to action. It's a call to action, and but but it's it's a, it's, a, it's a present to say that every action you're doing has has, has major meaning. And but it's a demand on all of our sides because you, you, unity can only come from goodwill. And okay. I certainly believe that a person should do what he thinks is right, even if on the on on a, on a short term perspective it seems uh, something that is not uh, practical. What an unbelievable answer you told me, um, and I wasn't trying to throw water on it. But okay, ex- excellent. Thank you for that. All right. Even if you were trying to throw water on it, you're not going to succeed. No, and I know, I know. <laughs> that's, why, that's one of the reasons you're so inspiring. Amazing. I, I'm I'm blown away. Excellent. Okay. So, by the way, now I can thank you for sure with 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 with, with full heart at the end of the conversation. This week is Jerusalem Day. Yom Yerushalayim. Fifty six years we reunified the Jerusalem. Um, you're, you weren't a paratrooper. You were too young to, to be serving at the time in 1967. I was two years old and I was, I'm sure if you ask my mother, I was jumping from very high places. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have no doubt, (laughs) but today, and, and really for most of your career, you've been no less a defender of those, of, of, uh, than those paratroopers who conquered the city who liberated the city um, in 1967. And we're celebrating that this week. We're celebrating that today as the podcast conversation comes out. And what a joyous day. I want to talk about your projects, but before I do, let's set it up. What's so prophetic about that? It's not just, it's not just a battle. There was something and remains something much bigger. Look, look, even from a very simply realistic perspective, you know, I don't know if people if people know, but it, take you back to April, May, 1967, where Israel was a population of two million, surrounded by over 200 million uh, nations, Arab nations, strong nations who were who were strengthened, but with with the newest kind of ammunition from Russia from the from Soviet Union at the time, and. Uh, they were determined to wipe us out. And we, as a small little state, were begging our friends, help us survive. You know, I don't know if people know, but Israel was ready with, with, with land set aside to be cemeteries for the hundred thousand, hundreds and thousands of victims. Yes, that were that's thing. true. And uh, the feeling was, you know, even those who had a good sense of humor were joking about the last one, please turn off the light of the airport. And it was a feeling that this 19-year-old city, a 19-year-old country, really, you know, maybe it was too much to, to really believe that Jews can lead, lead a country. And here we are facing a, uh, a, a, a specific threat on our very existence with countries as big as Egypt, Syria, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and supported by, by Libya and Morocco and Tunisia. And, and all of these countries have one goal, to wipe us out from the face of the earth. And, and, and it, was, it was really no way. All we wanted to do was to survive. If we would have finished that war surviving, that would have been enough to thank God for. And sure enough, within just within a few hours, Israel destroyed the entire Egyptian and Syrian air force. Yeah. And within six days, we overcame all of our enemies and every one of those borders. Because we, we have to understand that we would have lost in one, in one, in one field we, we, we our, our, our very sense of that would be in danger. Israel on the third day was begging the Jordanians not to join the war, and they, but they, but they, they were believing what the, the Egyptians were telling them that that Nasser that 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 that, that we are already in Tel Aviv, yeah. and the Jordanians said we're not going to lose out on uh, on being part of this great victory of destroying the state of Israel, and because of that that stupid decision of, on their side, thank God we returned <laughs> after those six days. We returned to. Judea and Samaria, where all the stories of the Bible take place. We returned to the Golan Heights. We returned to Sinai. And, and the, we, re, we united Jerusalem as one city, once again reunited after 2,000 years. And, of course, the peak of the whole thing, we returned to Zion. We returned wow. to Zion. Zion, which is in the Bible called the Mount of Zion or the Mount of Hashem, uh, the Holy Mountain of Hashem, which we call today the Temple Mount. But it's really the mountain of the house of Hashem, the mountain of the sanctuary of Hashem. 
and uh, we returned to there. Uh, and that, for anybody who turns any page in the, in the Bible, understands that that is something uh, of, de- of godly biblical uh, right. significance. So let's let's go back to that day in in 1967. There's a I, I get emotional, really emotional, thinking about it. There's a recording of I don't know I don't remember who it was saying Hal Habayit Biadenu, the Temple yeah. Mount is in our hands, and for a very short time, we raised an Israeli flag on top of the Temple Mount. Is the yeah. Temple Mount still in our hands, Yehuda? First of all, it, it, it was Motagor who was the chief of staff at the time. And he announced, and, and I agree with you, every single time I hear that video, every single time I, I think of hearing that video, every single time I hear somebody telling somebody else about that yeah. video, I have tears in my eyes because it, it, it's really something that that uh, can't be believed. Even though, by the way, when he announced it, he didn't say it as a, as a prophetic thing. He, he was like a commander in the army yeah. reporting, reporting a mission achieved, mission yeah, accomplished. Exactly. <laughs> mission accomplished, but... It was really the the the, the heartbeat of, uh, the heartbeat of of, her, of history at that time. So let, let's just, in order to understand, I really think we have to just uh, very shortly. Uh, 130 years ago, a person named Theodor Herzl uh, calls upon an establishment of a movement called the Zionist movement, which actually was a call to the people of Israel. I think Jews from all over the world were scattered all over the world. The time has come to stop waiting for us to return back home to our homeland. We don't. We have a homeland, and we have to go back there, and we have to do it by ourselves. And we have to use all the means needed, political means, financial means. We have to go start buying land there, and we have to do whatever we can. And he, and he established the Zionist uh, Conference, the Zionist Congress, and he was, uh, of course, at the beginning, it seemed something extremely peculiar. I can say that a mass, 99% of the people of Israel didn't know what, what he wanted them. I think the American Jewry came out united against that this guy is not talking in the name of the people of Israel. Uh, the the, the ultra Orthodox were against it. The Reform were against it. The, many of the, even the, I would say, even the, the, the revisionists were against it. You know, everybody, the bonds were against it. You know, it was, uh, you know, it was shaking, but uh, slowly and surely, uh, 50 years later, the people of Israel established the state of Israel. And this was because the understanding that exile is not just a punishment from God, it's also a sin. And it's our mission to take our destiny in our hands and bring the people of Israel back home. Today, looking back, we see Israel is almost the population of 10 million. It's a Jewish, democratic, uh, Bible uh, uh, state, living, beating, kicking, and and really succeeding in every single uh, aspect you can look up. In the world, definitely, in, in, uh, in if we take uh, into consideration the size of the state of Israel and, and the fact that the state of Israel is, is playing on the on the courtyard of all these great great other countries, and uh, trying to send to send the astronauts to to to, to, the, to, to space and, and and being involved in things that usually small little countries are not involved in, and the world refers to it. Leadership from all over the world comes to visit here. Just this yesterday, I was involved. And a visit oh, yeah. of the president of, of Kenya here in Israel, who's a big lover of Israel. But 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 the leaders of major countries come to Israel and refer to Israel and have what to ever say about Israel. So that was the Zionist movement. The Zionist movement was like a, a a national movement calling the people of Israel to stop waiting and to take our uh, our uh, destiny in our hands. But if you read the Bible, the fact that Hashem says that the people of Israel will come back home, the fact that even God chooses. Upon the people of Israel, upon Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the major goal of that whole thing is that we should serve as a source of blessing to all nations. Hashem didn't choose upon us because he liked our blue eyes. He chooses upon the people of Israel and says to them, guys, you are my nation that will bring the blessing to the world. And according to the prophets, majorly Isaiah, Micha, Joel, uh, Zechariah, even, of course, uh, Ezekiel, uh, the, the, this whole thing concentrates in one place, as it says in Psalm 132. He Hashem chose Zion. He he wanted it to, he strived that it should be the place of his throne, and he wanted all the nations to announce on Zion. Zion is 
Temple Mount, Mount of Hashem. He wanted all the nations there to announce his kingdom. So this place, we, so we had a Zionist movement for several years. Zionism that brought the people of Israel back home. Zionism that overcame victor, uh, wars and, and had great victories. Zionism, uh, but it was a national Zionism. But now you can't talk about uh, uh, journalism without journalists. You can't talk about Zionism without Zion. So now it's time to talk about Generation Z, Zionism with Zion. Oh, and now okay. it's time. Just like we, we took our destination in our hands. Now it's the call to the nation, guys. Now it's your turn. There's a mission. It's called turning Zion into a house of prayer of all nations. Okay. It's talking about that. And that's your mission, the mission to the nation. So I want to come to that. But, and I don't want to interrupt the stream of thought. So let's take a break now and then come right back to that. What, what do you mean? And what is, what's the initiative? What, more than initiative. What's the mission? You mentioned mission impossible. Yes, assignment. It's an assignment. Yes, there we go. Is. Okay. Let's come right back. I want to pause in the conversation for just a moment to invite you to join us in one of the really incredible programs that we do as part of the Genesis 123 Foundation. This year, we have been going out all throughout the Judean mountains to show love to soldiers who are stationed, keeping us safe from the threat of terrorism. It doesn't matter if we're in a burning heat wave or temperatures below freezing before the wind chill. They are out there guarding strategic points that have a high risk of terrorism. And thanks to the support of many people like you, we are pleased to bring them homemade hot soup in the cold of winter and cold drinks and sweet watermelon in the heat of summer. Any donation is meaningful and helps us to bless the soldiers. You can join us and donate at genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. That's genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. And when you do, you also have the opportunity to send along your own personal words of thanks and blessings to the soldiers guarding the land and protecting the people. Please join us. Okay, Yehuda, I'm sort of envisioning Tom Cruise descending from uh, a helicopter, climbing on top of uh, the Golden Dome and, and, and reconquering it and making it that house of prayer for all nations. What's, what, you, you, you shared with me the other day, this unbelievably inspiring project that you that you've initiated so poignant this week give us the background okay so as i said today we're celebrating the 55th anniversary of the reunification of jerusalem and what we say it's in israel in israel we celebrate it's called the jerusalem day and jerusalem day is actually a day that we uh thank hashem for the great for the great uh, miracles of bringing the jewish people back home but it's also a, pers- a, a, a wonderful uh, uh, opportunity to stop calling it just Jerusalem Day. It's an opportunity that the nation referred to it as World Zion Day and take upon themselves to put Zion on our, as a focal issue. You know, the people of Israel throughout history, uh, we had Jerusalem, every, every young couple that got married broke a glass remembering Jerusalem. Well, every explain, holiday, we, explain that. People don't necessarily know. What, what does it mean? At, at every wedding, at every, each other? They're angry? At every, at every, in every Jewish wedding, there's a, 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 a moment where they stop the whole joy and they break a glass and they commemorate and they recite from Psalm 137. If I forget you, Jerusalem, I'll see on my right hand. But they, 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 they plant in the very establishment of your, of your personal house, connecting it to Jerusalem. But but this is is one is just with one uh, um, symbol symbol. Uh, but I'm just saying that there are many customs. At the end of every holiday, we sing next year in Jerusalem. Correct. Uh, but not only that, three times a day in our prayer, and when we're asking for health and we're asking for finance, we also don't, don't forget Jerusalem. You know, even a, a Jew eats a piece of cake, and he says, "Hashem, well, thank you so much. The cake was so delicious. Thank you for the food you give us. And don't forget Jerusalem." And, 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 and so, so we always, and in every single house, we had Jerusalem on our wall and we had Jerusalem in our heart. And that's the only way you can keep a memory is by making sure there are so many symbols and customs there. 
Correct. And now I call upon my, my, my non-Jewish friends and I said, guys, now it's time that you put Zion on the, on your table. You put you hang up a picture of Jerusalem of Zion in your in your in your dining room, in your living room, and your and you you uh, make sure that 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 Zion is there. Put a pin of Zion on your heart. Get a T-shirt of Zion. Celebrate World Zion Day. And World Zion Day, on the one hand, thank Hashem for the fact that yes, Zion is in our hands. But the situation today on Zion is that we are very delicately afraid of offending any any Muslim on on Zion on Temple Mount because if if if, if, if a non-Muslim will pray there, they're so offended. The time has come to change the music there. The time has come to say to call. And I'm not talking about helicopters. I'm talking about, first of all, in our hearts, in your church, in your in your synagogue, in your community center. Make sure Zion is there. Make sure you have it all wherever you can. Make sure you, you speak about Zion. But and make sure you understand about that. But beyond that, approach your administrations. It's impossible that whenever there's a, 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 some kind of a political Jew or a praying on Temple Mount, he's immediately condemned by the world. But when, when there's violence there, nobody condemns any. That's natural. We have to make a total change there. And we have to say, guys, we have to condemn violence, hatred, incitement, harassment on Temple Mount. And we have to encourage, rejoice, prayer. We have to make sure this place is a place that can symbol, that can symbolize unity, that people can respect each other, pray differently, and, and, and understand that, that, yes, this is what we're looking for. So let me, so let me ask you a question. I want to just widen i think i know the answer when you talk about respect each other and pray separately you're not talking about jewish return and conquering and kicking out the the muslims uh, and you are talking about by the way when muslim the, the current what's called the status quo prevents not just jews from praying but christians as well so you want when we talk about a prayer house of prayer for all nations this is not rhetoric this is we're talking about real that everyone needs to be able to ascend to the most holy place in the world and worship god yeah 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 and then the the prophet says for the sake of thine i will not be silent what does it mean it means that when we see a situation where people cannot go can go up to the bus to the to zion but and they cannot carry a, a bible in their hand you know you're going around the country I want people to understand that this is not rhetoric. You can't bring yeah, look, non, it, it, non-Muslim it, it, symbols up there. Tourists come from all over the world to, to tour Israel. They hold the Bible in their hand. And when they go to Jericho, they'll, they'll open the story for, in, 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 in Joshua. When they go to uh, Shiloh, they'll open the, the story in, in the book of, of, of Samuel. But when they go to the, to the holiest place that the Bible talks about so many times, 670 times Jerusalem is mentioned, 150 times Zion is mentioned. You want to go to Zion. You want to go to the footsteps of, of King David, King Solomon, all the kings. You want to carry a Bible. A Bible. Bible, world's bestseller. Translated <laughs> into a thousand languages, printed in four billion copies. You want to carry a Bible, recite a few sentences, pray to God. You're not allowed to carry a Bible. Thank God we have smartphones today so we can overcome that. But it's a symbol. You're not allowed to dance there. You're not allowed to sing there. You're not. So we're saying, first of all, today, that when this when this broadcast is being broadcasted, World Sign Day, pray, praise Hashem for his miracles. Dance, march in your communities, raise the banner of Hashem. But also take into your consideration that you have a mission. You know, many groups come to visit Israel and they go all around Israel they, and they, they go to the Western Wall. And they go back and they don't go up to the Temple Mount. And I can't believe it. You know, if I would invite somebody to come to visit my house and he comes all the way and then I, I sit him out in the balcony and I don't let him go into the house. It's crazy. So here we have the, 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 the peak of the whole thing, the peak of our entire work of, 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 of the Bible is, is around Jerusalem. And that's where God's name is supposed to be announced as a house of prayer for all nations, as the source that no more war, that we will turn our swords into, into plowshares. The, all these 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 words, uh, wonderful words, are re- re- resembled there. So I first I'm telling, telling telling people in your community, pray, dance, praise Hashem for these great miracles. In your political activity, call upon your administration to demand to change the situation on on Zion and to make Zion a house of prayer for all nations. 
But when you but you when you come to Israel with your group, two, two, if, you, two. if your if your tour guide your tour guide says to you, no, we're not going to go up to Temple Mount. It's dangerous. Believe me, it's peace and quiet there. And we the only way to make the change, just like the first National Zionist movement, how did we make the change? We bought another piece of land, another piece of land. We established another another settlement, another farm, another another school, another kindergarten, another hospital, and slowly we built this country. The same thing now. More and more, every every single tourist, you come to Israel, you do not skip Zion, do not skip Temple Mount. You make sure your tour guide includes us in, 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 in your tour. You go up there, you recite a psalm, you recite a prayer, and you take upon yourself, and you should know if you do that, you're already part of a historical event phenomenon. We're changing the situation. And then we're gonna make the change. We have to make the change because that's why we're establishing a movement, world movement, where where people from all over the world unite and be part of what we call glo- the global Zionist movement. The global yeah. Zionist movement, it's a call for everybody. Be part so I wanted of the to, movement. I, w- I want to take that just a step further. You know, you, you, you know the logistics here. Someone comes on a tour and lands and they show up at their hotel for the first night in Tel Aviv and say, hey, are we going to the Temple Mount? And, and that's not scheduled. It's going to upset people more. I would tell people before they even book a trip, before they even make a deposit. Of course, of course. Before they, you that's when trip, it needs that's you, when it needs you to tell happen. your tour guide, you tell your tourist agent, you tell your 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 your, your tour agent, listen, we're going to Israel. We there's no way we're skipping Zion. There's no sure. way we're not going to Temple Mount. Sure. And, and 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 be sure to do that. Be sure to do that. And 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 yeah. when, when the tourist agents will hear more and more demand from people, they will understand that that's something that, that you cannot skip. And 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 so so what we're saying uh, you know so what I'm telling with my call is really learn about Zion. Yeah. Become celebrate Zion. Put Zion on your heart. Put the get ready. You know, raise the awareness. Excellent. Okay. And and in your house, in your house, put up a, 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 a put up Zion on your wall. Put up Zion. So if anybody who's interested, you're welcome to go and visit. We have a a, a website. It's called globalzionism.com and globalzionism.com tells you about this movement that we're trying to establish and we have people Good. already signed in from Taiwan and from Indonesia and and from Brazil and from China and of course from all over the United States people who want to be part of a movement and we're talking Great. about it not, not like not like an organization a movement a movement means people who are ready to march and people who are ready sure. to stand up and people who are ready to call and people who know we have a call it's a, it's a, it's a call for Zion and, and we're and we're having this conversation today on Jerusalem Day, but and, and I don't want anyone to feel bad. Oh, that they missed it because they're hearing it tomorrow or the next day. But the great thing is not only does God forget the fact the number of times six hundred times Jerusalem is mentioned, uh, Zion in six hundred seventy times six seventy. So that's the, that's the if, if, on a, on a if you multiply divide by three sixty five, you're talking about tw- on an average of twice a day. Uh, so, so, so I want people to encourage, first of all, using that number, God also gives us, it's great. We celebrate Yom Yerushalayim on the day in the month of ER on which, uh, the 28th of ER, which is today that we're, that, that was the reunification, but it also can, uh, corresponded with June 7th on the, on the secular calendar. So people who are hearing this before June 7th can celebrate and they can celebrate every day and they should, I want to. Before, before yeah, but, I, but I, but I, it's important for me to point yeah, out that, you know, in the Bible, that 670 times it said Jerusalem. When it talks about Jerusalem, it talks about the houses, the inhabitants, the political system. When it talks about Zion, Zion is the ah. spirituality. Zion is the kingdom of Hashem. Zion is the uh, announcement. So it, 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 God is never called the God of Jerusalem, but several times it's called Elohaich Zion, the God of it. It says, Shabbat Yerushalayim, Halli Elohaich Zion. The God of Zion. And this is the place that and when it talks about God choosing the place, it's Zion. When it's, so, so Zion is really the, the, the next level, the next uh, uh, floor on, on, on this building that we're building. And it's really the spirituality of the kingdom of Hashem. Yeah. Whenever we're talking about the kingdom of Hashem, the kingdom of Hashem, as Ovadia says, that the, the salvation will go on to Zion. Zion is my holy mountain, as it says in Psalm 2. Zion is the, is, is the holiness of Jerusalem. And this is something 
that's the call to all the nations. So maybe the physical state of Israel, the physical city of Jerusalem, which we, you know, uh, happy, good to say some good words about Jerusalem also today. Uh, somebody said to me, you know what the national bird of Jerusalem is? Well, if you raise your eyes, you'll see it's the crane. <laughs> Wherever you go, you'll see in Jerusalem, there are cranes building and building and building and building. So the physical Jerusalem is being built and we're so excited about that. And every single train and every yeah. single road and every single new apartment building is wonderful. But the, that's the physical level and the city as a, a city. And that's that's really the Jewish city. But the but the spirituality of Jerusalem, right. Zion, Zion is something that we that 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 really has the idea of putting Hashem way high above. And understanding, as it says in, in Psalm 125, yeah. that Jerusalem is surrounded by many mountains, like Mount Zion, it will never never fall. And God is embracing his people in that exact way. And that is what Zion is. Zion is the connection to God, the connection to God and the godly kingdom of Hashem in Jerusalem. Fabulous. Awesome. Yehuda, I want to, before we take a break, last break, I want to just read something didn't you say this, this, this is going on for it's a three-week uh, podcast? What do you mean we're, we're finishing no. something? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another, another commercial break before we wrap up the conversation. You Underscoring two points you made. First of all, Gore, when he said that Mount Temple Mount is in our hands, he wasn't speaking prophetically. As you said, mission accomplished. And that was amazing. Moshe Dayan, who was Minister of Defense there, Neither of them were particularly religious men. So he made a, a brilliant statement that underscores everything that you have said about unity. And it's important to rewind to what Moshe Dayan said on that day, June 7th. I, I, I have it actually in front of me. It says, you this morning, yeah, I, I can yeah. read what I have. I know what you have. This morning, the Israeli Defense Forces liberated Jerusalem. Yep. We have united Jerusalem, the divided capital of Israel. We have returned to the holiest of our holy places Never to part from it again. I don't know if that was the quote you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, read. No, 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 that that, 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 that was the announcement. Yeah, this is so important. To our Arab neighbors, we extend also at this hour and with added emphasis at this hour, our hand in peace. And to our Christian and Muslim fellow citizens, we solemnly promise full freedom and rights. We did not come to Jerusalem for the sake of other people's holy places and not to interfere with the adherence of other faiths, but in order to safeguard its entirety and to live there with others in unity. I mean, you 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 could read that and call him a prophet. Yeah, you know, it, 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 many people refer to the Jewish people as, as naive because we're so uh, inclusive, but it really, that, that's what Hashem chose upon us. You know, if, if we're going to be just another nation, we're a small little nation where, you know, we're, there are countries of 100 million, 200 million, 300 million, uh, a billion. And, and really, we're a minor. But if we have an, a message, if we have a message, uh, you know, like when you go to a concert, uh, you have uh, uh, one person playing the trumpet and one person playing the violin. And, but, but we have the conductor. The yeah. conductor is not playing any, any, any one of those instruments. And, you know, you don't even see his face. But he is the one that's creating that harmony. He is the one that making sure that the uh, piano leaves room for the cello and that the uh, saxophone leaves room for, for, the, for the violin mm. and, and, and every one of those. So, so really, the whole idea is, is that it's based on the harmony. It's very interesting that I always say that in Hebrew, the word harmonia is the palace of God. The oh, of God you're good. It's harmony, which is actually really that, that Hashem created us all in his image. And he wants us all to okay. remain who we are, not okay. to change, okay. not to convert to anything else. He wants us to be who we are, but to remember that we're part of something much greater. Excellent. Okay. You just set me up for the last big question I want to ask, but we're going to take a break. I want people come back and hear it in just a moment. If you're like most people in the world, you know about the Holocaust, but never met, much less interacted with a Holocaust survivor or heard their stories of suffering and survival. With the remaining elderly survivors dying at an unprecedented pace, in less than a generation, there will be none alive. Yet, while they did survive, and for that we need to celebrate them, many still suffer trauma from their youth. As they age, they have increasing needs, and living on fixed incomes, sometimes with no pension, 
things as simple and essential as basic foods, heating in the winter, medicine, and inflation can push someone over the line from surviving to struggling again. It can create stress in their lives that reminds them of the suffering they endured as young people. It's just not acceptable that anyone who suffered as much should struggle with basic needs or any undue stress in their twilight years. I want to invite you to join the Genesis 123 Foundation to bless the survivors. Yes, we pray that you'll donate personally and do so generously. And when you do, we also give you the opportunity to send your personal blessings and words of encouragement to the survivors themselves to brighten their day and let them feel your love. Having been privileged to provide financial resources to help survivors on a day-to-day basis, I know it makes a difference and is very appreciated. But your personal note that we translate into Hebrew, Russian, or Yiddish really makes them smile and warms their heart. I pray you'll join us by going to genesis123.co slash hug a survivor. That's genesis123.co slash hug a survivor. And please share this with others. We can't undo the suffering that they endured. And there's no limit to what the needs are, but we can never do too much to comfort them in their final years. Please join us. God bless you. All right. Yehuda, what I love it, what I love is that I can, many things, I can have a conversation with you and you are primed to answer anything and everything and do so with with your very modest brilliance um we didn't we didn't orchestrate this we didn't rehearse this i didn't even give you talking points i (laughs) let's book it and 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 here's the link and and we've done that i love that you just mentioned the the orchestra but i'm going to take it yet yet a step further because moshe dayan as minister of defense as you noted he and the prime minister at the time were trying to get Jordan to stay out of it. They weren't looking for a battle in Jerusalem. They weren't looking to reconquer Jerusalem on the third day of the Six Day War. So you have cellists and you have pianists and you have uh, drum drummer drummers and you have all these other people who are in an orchestra who practice and rehearse. And then you have other people who just suddenly find themselves in the orchestra who don't know that they're part of it, but they are part of it. So I want to take it back. You, you, you chose to be, I don't know what instrument you're playing, but you choose to be part of that orchestra, but you've paid for it. You were almost murdered. Um, I want to talk about that personally and what that, and how that changed what tune you're playing. Uh, I'll be happy to talk about that. I and mean, really, it's uh, uh, um, it, it's really, I, and I don't, I don't talk, to, don't like concentrating on me personally. But yes, it was a challenge, uh, as you mentioned in 2014. Uh, part of my activity to encourage uh, us to recognize uh, Zion as a house of prayer for all nations. Uh, I survived an assassination attempt where a person shot me four bullets point blank. Uh, at the end of a, a wonderful evening here in Jerusalem, near what's called the Begin Heritage Center. And uh, I was uh, in a critical situation. My family were told to come to the hospital. Don't forget to bring it, uh, a shirt that you can tear. Oh, God, really? Custom, custom, custom of mar- mourning, yes, Whoa. that's what they were told. Uh, the, the feeling was that, that really I, I didn't have very much of a chance to survive. I was shot four times, point blank, at the center of my body. I went through 10 different kinds of surgery, including amputating part of my, my uh, half of my lungs, uh, including parts of my intestines, parts of my spine bone, and many other things, my broken ribs. But thank God, uh, after a month in the hospital and three months of rehabilitation, uh, I was back to work. And I, and I definitely understood and understand to this very day that uh, the, the dangers of, of, uh, of violence and the dangers of, 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 of an understanding that there, that's, I can talk a lot about peace and that not everybody is, is with us. Look, I, I really refer to these things in a godly perspective. I'll just tell, tell many of the listeners here are familiar with the basics of the Bible. You know, very often I read the book of Joshua. And I said, there's so many victories. Here a victory, there a victory, and here a victory. There's Jericho and I and 
the south and the north and everywhere. It's so wonderful. And you think, okay, it's all over. And then you turn the pages and suddenly you open the book of Judges and you see the Jews suffering here and here and this tribe is suffering there and this tribe is suffering there and the, and the Ammonites and the Philistines and, the, and they're, they're, they're all bothering. And, 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 and it means that after great victories, great victories are one point, but they're a starting point. And you can't change the world just by having a, a victory at battle. You know, afterwards, you need day-to-day, day-to-day activity, day-to-day building, day-to-day overcoming friction, day-to-day uh, challenging. And those are much more difficult. Sometimes I say that Isaac had a much more difficult challenge than Abraham did. Wow. Abraham is a pioneer, but to, to, to redig. The, the, the wells that, that are that are that are that are covered up and to and, and to once again try to teach people and try to to without the heroism of being the first one but really the the the, 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 the joining and, and and rebuilding and yes there's a lot of friction and there are a lot of a lot of we, we, we go through challenges and some of them are very difficult on a personal level on a on a, on a family level on a on a nation national level these are these are things this is the book of judges but after the book of Judges, we, 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 we have Samuel and we have David and we have and, and, and we do have, 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 have many great things ahead of us. So we're, we're now definitely in times we have we've had great victories and we have to thank God for those victories. But understanding that the challenges are still ahead of us. And yes, we have not managed to cause all of the nations in the world to unite around the word of the Bible, that there's one God, which means that we're all part of it. And we're all part of one big puzzle, one mosaic, one orchestra. And, and, and we're, in one, we're in one concert and we want to have beautiful music in that concert. We don't want to have nations feeling that one nation is threatening the other. We want a, a more and more cooperation between nations, caring for the responsibility for others. You know, very often I'm touched by initiatives of Israel, Israeli uh, uh, who go to Africa to places where there's no water or there's no electricity and develop solar energy and develop agriculture uh, uh, watering uh, systems. And, and it brings so much joy to my eyes, understanding that we really should be a source of blessing to the nation, the light upon the nation. And that is something that, that I understand that it's not as easy, it's not as, it does, it's not, it's maybe, maybe, maybe sound, sound very romantic, maybe, maybe sound uh, very, very, and, and I believe, I believe it's not just Ethiopia. I believe it, it's it's reality, but it, it it's it takes a lot of of tiring day to day work, and even challenges. And I'm I'm so thankful to Hashem that I'm alive and I survived that uh, that that assassination attempt. I'm even happy that the person who tried to that the assassin did not survive. He was afterward uh, world uh, afterwards uh, killed by by, by in, in a in a confrontation with the Israeli uh, security authorities, but. I'm more than happy that the message of 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 of, of peace is making breakthrough, and I, you know just just one little example. In the past few years, we had the Abraham Accords, and we have Israel making building relationships with many other nations, and all the nations to remember that those who bless Israel will be blessed because yeah. we are here to serve as a source of blessing to all nations. So if we come back to Zion, that's our mission. Our mission is that the message of one God. The God of Zion, the God of, of all of us, who created every one of us, will be blessed if we make sure that his throne, the place that he chose, Zion, his holy mountain, the mountain of his sanctuary, will be a place of respect, of uh, inclusiveness, and a place of holiness for God. Well, Rabbi Yehuda Glick, you're talking about a blessing. You are a blessing. I'm so glad, you know, we didn't have... we didn't. You didn't become president two years ago, maybe in five years. Um, <laughs> but, oh, but all my political work and all my everything I do is always to serve as a tool, not as a yes, goal. Yes, of course. It's not a goal. Uh, very often people ask me, how do I become a member of Knesset? I say, if that's your, if that's your mission, then don't do it. No, if, no, you're, no. If, you, if you serve as, 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 if you look at, at, at any political position as a goal, you're doing the wrong thing. No, it's not a goal. It's a tool. It's a, it's a tool. And, and, and because you are a very, very, very humble servant, and 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 op, and all of that is sincere. Um, but I can also sincerely thank you, not just for what you do, um, but but yeah, as you as you said before we started recording, well, how do you know you're going to like what I? Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> this is really great. Um, I do want thank you, Jonathan. It's really great to talk to you, and happy Jerusalem Day to the Israelis celebrating Jerusalem Day, and happy World Zion Day. Amen. To all the other 
the other 7 billion people who are not Jews in Israel celebrating Jerusalem Day, but will be and should be celebrating World Zion Day because it's really, it's something that has to do with every single person. Beautiful. Rabbi Yudaglik, what a delight. Um, as we always wrap up our episodes, we remind people that we want to share these conversations. We want you to be part of it and sharing it and, and give us your feedback, but we also want it to be interactive. So what we do is we ask you to follow Inspiration from Zion on social media. And then when you go to uh, Facebook and YouTube and all, all of the other social uh, uh, social media that we have and follow and like Inspiration from Zion, all we want you to do is comment and share the link to this program. And when you do, we pick every month one person at random to receive a special book, what we call From Jonathan's Bookshelf. And this month, we're going to have a great book for you, just as we always do. And I want to encourage you to please share this with other people. We're always grateful that our podcast is sponsored by our friends at the Willow Run Greenhouse in Culpeper, Virginia. If you're ever in the area, pop in and thank them for helping make conversations like this possible. And also thanks to the Coin family as well for their meaningful sponsorship. Inspiration from Zion and all the Genesis 123 Foundation programs are made possible by donations. So please consider joining us to help continue the dialogue and build bridges. We always offer you, and I love it when people respond and have the privilege, if you'd like to sponsor an episode in honor or memory of a loved one or special occasion, please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com. And today's episode, naturally, is sponsored in, in, in honor of Jerusalem, Zion, the unified, cap, undivided, eternal capital of the Jewish people. Come visit. Um, we'd love to hear your comments as well, always as part of a dialogue, and invite you to send questions, especially questions you have about traditional Judaism for our Ask the Rabbi programs. Please do share this program with others who will also find it of interest and continue to join us right here as we bring you more meaningful conversations about Israel that you won't hear anywhere else. Wherever you are in the world, I pray that you and your loved ones are all safe and healthy and send my blessings from right here in the Judean mountains. God bless you. <laughs>